Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Third Impact Anime Podcast. I am Ryan, your host. I'm filling in, filling in for Austin uh, this time. Uh, with me, I have Tobias. Hey. And Marissa. Hello. And we're all going to be discussing our recent weekend of con going. Uh, Tobias went to Comic Con, which was all the way down in Birmingham, Alabama. And Marissa and I went to Charlotte Minicon, which was basically a one-day or more so six-hour Comic-Con that was down in Charlotte. And yeah, so we're going to have some fun. It's going to probably be a shorter show than usual because it wasn't a very eventful weekend for any of us. But uh, you'll hear about that in a couple minutes. But first up, because it's going to be much, much shorter, Marissa and I went to Charlotte Minicon this weekend. And Marissa, what did you think about that? Uh... I thought Minicon was a lot of fun. I went to Minicon last year because Minicon every single year so far has been falling on my birthday weekend, which is kind of a nice uh, nod and fun thing to do with my friends. And I felt like, I don't know, it might just be because it was a little different than Heroes Con because it was run by the same people that run Heroes Con. It's just their middle of the year winter convention just for funsies uh i felt that it was a lot busier than it was last year uh not really certain it was warmer that was a fact we walked in and had to instantly take our jackets off because i felt i was gonna pass out because it was so hot yeah it was it was really hot in there (laughs) especially on that top level where all the artist alley section was but once you got down to the dealers it got a lot cooler because you were on the first floor and it was a little more open headspace, so you weren't as cramped. Uh, but other than that, yep, I didn't spend too, too much. What did you wind up buying there? Uh, I bought a couple of car stickers because I was like, might as well. They're really cute. Um, most of them were Overwatch. I bought a Diva, little mecha symbol, Mercy's Guardian Angel Wing, and I bought a Robin one because... Robin nerd. Yeah, we know and, you and Robin. <laughs> <laughs> and then two little Lego figures of Red Robin and Superboy because there's barely any merch of them. And I'm not too big of a fan of tiny figurines. I prefer like larger ones, um, usually Nendroid size and up because uh, I don't want to waste too much money on things like that. But I was like, you know what? There's nothing for them. I'm just going to grab them. They're cute and tiny and precious. Uh, I think is that everything that I bought. I think that's it. Yeah, I didn't let you buy the comic because <laughs> they didn't really know what what they were doing with that. Mm-hmm. Um, no. we, we saw a we saw a booth that was selling a couple graded comics, and they had a Young Avengers number one variant. But you you never buy something from somebody who's so uncertain of the price or what the actual value of the item is because you could be getting ripped off. Uh. And like, it just, it's not a good look for them. But personally, I made some very, very poor financial decisions this weekend. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Minicon was basically like a giant dealer's room, which is great. And I got to meet uh, two writers of Deadpool. Um, So I bought a Deadpool Bad Blood variant from Rob Liefeld when I met him at North Carolina Comic Con uh, this past November, which was awesome. And I loved meeting him and he did the voiceover for the intro to the podcast when I did that. And I got to meet uh, Chris Sims and Chad Bowers, who also co-authored slash drew slash inked and a bunch of other stuff on this book. 
So currently I have three out of the four um, cover names signed on this variant cover, and I'm very happy about that. They also signed a Deadpool print for my friend Sarah, who is collecting Deadpool uh, employees, I guess, is the <laughs> best way to phrase it. She wants to collect <laughs> signatures of anybody who worked on anything Deadpool related. And uh, I got Michael's Deadpool jersey signed as well. I also bought a couple of Lego figures from the same guy. I bought a Green Arrow, Nightwing, Deathstroke, uh, Darth Revan, Reaper, and Deadpool. So that wasn't the worst financial decision I made uh, of the weekend, though. <laughs> no, it was not, Ryan. No. What did I you bought, get, Ryan? I bought two prop replica lightsabers from an artist slash dealer up up in the upper floor and i spent an undisclosed amount of money on those two sabers but suffice to say it was a very poor financial decision on my part but in the but, end you walked away with two lightsabers so yeah but really i walked away with two them? lightsabers and i was just kind of like happy and i'm just like i have two lightsabers that actually are really decent lightsabers and actually feel like what a real you know lightsaber probably would feel like without the you know melting my skin Yep. But, <laughs> and it's really fun to whack him upside the head with it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, I don't know why I let you do that, to be honest with you. Ha. <laughs> well, it's really nice because he uh, showed it to us before. And like, if you drop it, he kind of like hit it on the ground, like on the, like, the plexiglass part where the thing would light up. And it won't shatter or break unless you literally like hit it like super hard over something if you like deliberately try to break it basically. yeah unlike the plastic kids ones which will break very easily this one's like a, it's really nice it's so, really nice it's really pretty the hilts are like incredible quality mm-hmm. and cute thing i i got a puppy today and uh <laughs> her name's luna she's adorable she walked into my room to try to familiarize herself with the house immediately sees the saber and thinks stick so she goes to try to put one of them in her mouth, and I'm just like, absolutely not. You're adorable, and I would love a photo of that, but absolutely not. Puppy teeth, no. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I just spent a very lar- large amount of money on those. I'm not going to let you damage them. Yeah, but, um, put them up somewhere. Yeah. It, it was cool to see some of the various artists around there, I thought. And uh, we saw some local artists that I had seen at uh, previous cons. I saw the guy who has the Ron Swanson uh, bacon and eggs print that I will someday probably buy and hang up on my wall because Ron Swanson, as I've said many times before, is my spirit animal. I mean, hell yeah. Yeah, exactly. But all in all, uh, we had a fun we had a fun weekend, I thought. And honestly, that wasn't even the bulk of our weekend. We hung out after that because it was Marissa's birthday. So happy birthday, Marissa. (laughs) And um, (laughs) But yeah, so you had a big weekend, though, Tobias. You went to Comic-Con, so tell us about that. What was the con like? Yeah, so uh, Comic-Con's down in Birmingham, uh, my hometown. So part of it is going down for the convention, and the other part is actually going back and and seeing old friends and just kind of, you know, hanging around my old stomping grounds for, you know, first time in a while. So Comic-Con's pretty cool. It, uh, It started about the same time that I really got into fandom, uh, you yeah, know, the University of Alabama, the SOS Brigade, their little anime club kind of started this event uh, on campus. And eventually it just kind of grew and exploded to the point where they moved it to Birmingham at the BJCC. Uh, this huge venue, this huge, like actual established convention now. 
So it's pretty cool to see it, you know, evolve and change from this little little college club to this full convention. That's awesome. Yeah. And you were a guest, right? Uh, I was not a guest there. Uh, oh, you maybe weren't? next okay. year. No, no. I just went down here. It was kind of a, a last minute decision. A, a friend of mine, uh, the artist Ali, she was going for sure. She usually makes a lot of money down at Kami. So <laughs> I figured I'd tag, I'd tag along because I really enjoy it. And to give me the opportunity to not only hang with people, but my little brother was uh, back from being deployed and overseas. Okay, so, that's uh, he, great. Yeah, he had he just come back a week before, so it was a good, good opportunity to hang out with him, hang out with old friends. A little too tipsy, but it's all good. <laughs> I mean, good. yeah, as you do, <laughs> as you do, yeah. <laughs> but um, you did some panels, right? I did a ton of panels at Comic Con. How many hours did Absolutely. you wind up doing? A total of twelve hours. Wow. Yeah, that, that's that even more than you did for. Ichi, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. Ichi wasn't even my record. Like before, it was nine, but now twelve is my new Tobias world record. And God help me if I try to break that. And you were actually a guest for Ichi. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So, but, which uh, ones did you do? Uh, all of them. Uh, so all on uh, them. pretty much on a uh, on Friday. Let's see. Uh, Jesus, we started off with art of paneling, which is a little weird to do first. You know, first thing in the convention, but. It you is what it is. The Sunday one. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I did that Sunday last time. Uh, Art of paneling. I think it was surrealism, uh, which was actually not an 18 plus one this time. It was just a general audience. So I had to cut back some of the content there, uh, fill it in with some older stuff. And it was actually pretty cool because I was able to go back and explore some older favorites of mine that I had cut out and I ended up finding some new content uh, without, you know, making anything a little, a little too risque. And then I ended that night with uh, my brand new 2000s panel, which got a total of one person that I didn't know. Oh, God. Yeah. So like Friday at the convention was really, really dead. Uh, like the convention center there is pretty, pretty you know, expansive, pretty huge. The, they have a whole, I think, at the east side uh, of the BJCC that it's huge. But Friday it just wasn't packed at all. Like it was felt very, very empty in a lot of times. And even near the end, it wasn't just my panel room it was a lot everything just felt really dead but saturday really picked up of course saturday usually is at any convention yeah saturday's always the day to go if you go one day yeah exactly with that convention all the cosplay uh contests and stuff but at that point it was packed it was uh you know bodies wall to wall the escalators burned down a couple times of course oh wow as they do and uh you know usually when escalator breaks you know they just become stairs yeah. So no, like the, 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 the like the convention center started are kept running the escalators, but they would only let about five people use it at a time. What? So the, yeah, you would have these queues that would line up to the escalators, and we would just have to wait for our turn rather than just turning them off and you know using. That must the have stick. taken forever. Yeah, it, it it yeah. There were a couple of times where I got stuck a little bit, but I because of that I was able to plan my time a little bit to make sure I wasn't. Uh, you know, like I'm unable to to present or get to my panel on time. Okay, but uh, well, so Saturday Saturday was a uh, pretty packed there. That was definitely my most attendance. I did. A ton. Let's see what else did I do there. So on Saturday there, I debuted a uh, conventioning auto one, a uh, brand new panel about you know tips and tricks about how to go to a convention for those people who had never really done that before. And I wasn't really sure if there were going to be a lot of applicable people. If it was just going to be one of those things that people showed up to for the hell of it. 
But no, like first thing Saturday, there were a good many people that had never been to a convention before. That was their first, you know, con, their first Comic Con. So that was cool to actually pass on some wisdom and, uh, you know, actually make something of it. <laughs> what did so, you, uh, what was your most well received piece of advice, probably? Well, the one I, I really try to push on everybody is the golden rule, the five to one rule. Have either of you guys heard of that? No, I haven't. So five to one is uh, every day you need five hours of sleep, two actual meals and one shower. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's the thing that it makes sense and it's common sense. And that's something we do in our day to day lives. Sure. But at a convention, it's really easy to forget to, you know, just to take care of yourself in a lot of ways, especially when things like meals, like you just, you don't, you don't really think to eat. You don't really think to drink until it's too late. Yeah. I, I, I'm sometimes pretty bad depending on the con about like actually eating two meals. Like I'll sometimes skip lunch and I never eat breakfast. So I'll be running on like last night's dinner sometimes. Yeah, and, and really bad. And you know, up until the point that you like start to feel it, it's really too late at that point. Like I try to make a point to carry a bottle of water, bottle of water everywhere I go. You know, make sure to stay hydrated, make sure to actually eat, get that sleep in. It's, again, it's really easy when all the rave and the party and all that stuff at night to just forget to sleep. But yeah, no, got to do that too. Yeah, that's why um, I usually try to cover the food bases as much as possible. We have like lunch meat and sandwiches in there so like if you're not certain when you're going to be able to have lunch you make it before you leave and just grab the sandwich and run yeah exactly so, exactly mm-hmm. so yeah. Yeah, it just kind of covered some general stuff like you know make sure to plan make sure you get a you know good good hotel room all that kind of stuff just in general basic stuff nothing it was really too surprising but i figured you know we've been doing this for a while so i might as well pass on some wisdom if anything uh, yes yeah, that's, that's, that's always a great idea too also so like veteran con goers can tell like newbies how to not ruin the con experience for the future right it's really easy to to kind of like set yourself up for failure just yeah. not knowing but yeah I, I submitted that panel to a couple cons now but never really got it back up until this point so uh it was cool to actually sit down and do it for you know instead of thinking about it for the past two three years that's good I feel like that type of panel should be like if this is your first con you must come to this panel so you don't <laughs> like yeah. So we don't have any lawsuits yeah. happen. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Saturday of night. course. Yeah. And of course, we had Saturday night. We had a couple of ambulances outside. You know, God Ooh. knows what for, but that's usually how it is with, with the rave going on and, you know, people doing things. Yeah. Yeah. I found out actually after the Ichi cast, um, apparently the cops were not there for the fire alarm because apparently the fire alarm was tripped due to um, vaping inside. Oh, <sighs> wow. And that's why the. signs were everywhere yeah and i knew that i knew that like i knew it was a problem i just didn't know that was what specifically set off the fire alarm but like everybody was like yeah i saw them take this guy out in handcuffs and he was kicking and screaming and apparently that like never happened yeah so whatever you hear at cons take it with a grain of salt it's always great for a story but it's likely like 30 percent accurate Yeah, unless you see one of those pictures of cops like putting Sasuke Uchiha from Naruto in a cop car. That's different. (laughs) (laughs) I love that picture. Yeah. yeah, So, uh, yeah, so Saturday started off with that brand new one there. Uh, Went into, you know, do the panel studio Trigger, then did it it in 64. uh, Bike on Spirit, the Gynax panel. And then into the night with a, a two hour block with uh, 20 years of Evangelion and then the 90s panel I go 
And nice. it was pretty cool. Like most of the most of the day, you know, I, there were a lot of old school sort of anime panels and stuff, but there were there was a good crowd in, in most every room. And so Comic Con, we there are two panel rooms upstairs, and they are both huge. I don't know if you guys got to look at the pictures I posted, and I'll I'll post them I on did. my site. But those panel rooms are huge, like maybe not quite the size of some of the ones at Animazement, but they were yeah. they were close. Like yeah. at least they were at least the size of the smaller rooms of Animazement. Like yeah. Animazement has like the concert hall rooms as well. Yeah. But exactly. they were definitely up there. Like definitely. Yeah. So these 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 rooms are cavernous for fan panels for the most part. So it's really easy to tell when there's not a whole lot of people there. But when this thing's packed and like by the end of the night with 90s, I mean that usually packs a house anyway. We're talking like you know a couple hundred people in that room, and it was those were you know, pretty crazy. But uh, everybody had fun. Everybody really enjoyed it. I had a couple of people you know between panels and after panels just kind of come up to me and just talk about stuff and just kind of you know thank me for being there and that was pretty cool it's always really cool That's to good. interact with you know uh maybe not fans the right word but you know fellow fellow, fellow fans of works yeah yeah fellow yeah. attendees and people that really kind of enjoy this kind of stuff and it's really yeah, cool to get that feedback it's always great like if somebody comes up to me after a panel and is just like i really enjoyed this because that makes me feel great like i oh, actually yeah. put in the work and people actually enjoyed it instead of just sat there out of pity exactly yeah yeah i mean everyone everyone seemed to really have fun everyone enjoyed it it was cool to talk about some of this old yeah. anime stuff with a uh, you know early gynex and that was that was pretty cool i don't usually get a whole lot of that but that's good um, that's good how are the how are the cosplays there uh this weekend any notable were, ones uh they were well, let's see here you've got of course the couple of t-rex guys yeah There's always some t-rex guys there was one it was a T-Rex guy. No, he was he was in a reptar instead of a, a T-Rex. Oh my god! It was, it was a reptar, and he had a his girlfriend was a Godzilla, but she oh had a little gosh. pink bow on the Godzilla, so it was like Miss Godzilla. So that was oh pretty fire. That is so cute. That would have been amazing to have had at Ichi with the, with yeah. the blow up. <laughs> yeah, with all the other T-Rexes we had. <laughs> yeah, that was that was cool. Like, there's always a T-Rex. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah. It's just kind of a thing now. But uh, uh, Kami had a lot of the voice cast to Ruby. Ruby's a big, you know, still a big deal. So there were a lot of Ruby cosplayers, of course. Oh wait, the a, voice cast to Ruby was there? Oh my god! I think gosh. we had just a couple. Okay, cool. I don't, uh, I don't really keep up with that, so I don't know exactly. But there were a lot of American and uh, like Western cartoon voice actors there this year. Gotcha. I feel like they're kind of transitioning away from anime to more general, but still keeping that same anime feel. Yeah, I could kind of see in the guests there. I know last year they had a couple of the Steven Universe voice actors. They were kind of doing their tour. I think the same tour that they had with uh, what is Supercon. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of a trend I'm noticing. Like Supercon is growing a lot. And um, as uh, as we know at AZ, or not AZ, sorry, at Ichi, we had uh, Dante Bosco, who's Zuko and American Dragon Jank Long. And I don't actually think he's done any anime. Like... Unless, you know, we're going to get into the whole debate of whether or not Avatar The Last Airbender is an anime. And we are not getting into that. But yeah, he hasn't done any Japanese cartoons. <laughs> we're going to leave it at that. But um, yeah, it's starting to become more of a trend in cons in general. And like, I'm OK with it because, you know, I grew up with those. Oh, but yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, we had, a, of course, we had Rufio there, uh, Dante Bosco. He's kind of turning around now. Of course, Vic, Vic McNagnog was there. Of Vic course. <laughs> you mean Vic McNagnog? Vic, yeah, Vic, Vic McDonald's was there. Uh, <laughs> as, as he do. You know, he does his little nerd church, geek church on Sunday. 
as usual. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I think that's that's all that I can really think of. They had like they had a nostalgia critic, but I'm not really into YouTube personalities at Seriously? all. Seriously, he was there. Yeah, I think oh, I think was, man. I, th- I want to say nostalgia critics like Atlanta based, like he's southeast based, he's Chicago based. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, he's out in Chicago. Oh, geez. Well, I usually, I usually see him at a couple of things. I think he was there last year too, actually. God, I would love to meet him. I'm a huge fan of his. Oh yeah, I mean he'll probably be there next year. I imagine. <laughs> I might go back with you. Yeah. But uh, let's see, yeah, they had that uh, Tokyo Attack, you know, uh, the arcade guys that we see at Ichi and a few other things, yeah. also Shudakami. So I spent a lot of the weekend just playing more arcade games that I did two <laughs> weeks ago, which is really fun. Kind of oh, yeah. able to do that. They had a couple of cabinets set up with uh, the new DBZ or, you know, Dragon Ball Fighters set up. Yeah. So they had pretty much built a cabinet for a PS4 console and they had a couple of that. So it was really cool. With the you know the first weekend that the game had been out, there's already cabinets out, and a lot of people were playing that game that weekend. As you can yeah, imagine. I'm not surprised. Um, one of my friends bought it at launch the day that I bought Monster Hunter, oh, and he yeah. was just like, "Yeah, this game is absolutely incredible," and I was really glad to hear it because Dragon Ball games have been mixed reviews lately. Yeah, yeah. I, it's the same team that does the whole uh, like Guilty Gear, Blade Blue. Uh, oh, I'm not play. surprised at all that it was done well then. Yeah, exactly. They're they're all really good 2D fighters. They have that experience. I, I've heard a couple of people in the you know, the FGC talk about some some issues. There's some little issues and like combo traps and stuff, but I don't really keep, Yeah. And I don't really keep up with that. I'm I'm awful at fighting games, although I kinda like them. <laughs> Same. So I don't I don't really wanna, you know, hurt my hurt my blood pressure. I, I yeah. I enjoy fighting games on the strictest of casual levels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like to button mash. Yeah, same. Like, yeah, the the most competitive I've gotten with a fighting game is Smash, and like that's a whole argument on itself. Yeah, so. yeah it's very different. Yeah. yeah. So, but did yeah. you do any panels on uh, Sunday? Yes. Uh, so uh, Sunday, I ended it with Hyrule Fantasy. The oh, nice. panel you saw that on. Yeah, and I got a really good reception there. I had a lot of people show up to that. Right when I was waiting for that, I saw there was a cosplayer doing uh, Akira from Devilman Crybaby. Ooh. Oh, wow. Nice. Which form? It was just the basic, like, the she was wearing, like, a black t-shirt, and she had these, like, wings, like, out of her head. Okay. And I wasn't sure, because I haven't, like, at this point, I still haven't finished Crybaby, but, like, she's got the eyeliner, she's got the shirt. <laughs> she looks like Akira. So I had to go and ask her, and sure enough, she actually okay. was. And that was, that was pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, hashtag shameless self plug. We're going to be doing a uh, podcast on Devilman Crybaby uh, pretty soon. Hell yeah, so, we will. Yeah, that's uh, that that's pretty cool. I'm I'm really not surprised anymore when I see like a mainstream thing get cosplayed so quickly after release, just because so many cosplayers are just absolutely incredible now. Or you get right. the bargain bin cosplays, which are just as entertaining. Yep. <laughs> right. Exactly. But luckily, with Devilman Crybaby, kind of small tangent. It it's an easier thing to put together, especially with Akira, just it's normal yeah. clothes. Yeah, he's in streets. Even right. um Ryu, like is it Ryu? I forget his name. Huh. But his his friend Rio. It's Rio. Like he's yeah. just in a trench coat, just a white trench coat, blonde wig. They're not super elaborate unless you get into things like Demon forms. Demon forms. Then that's completely different but I, i'm kind of happy that we're seeing it very quickly that's kind of awesome yeah me too 
But um, what would you say, which of your panels had, which either had the best reception from the audience or that you had like the most fun at? I would say probably the 90s or the Able one. Uh, because at that point, like I was starting to feel the, the, like the tire, uh, you know, that I was kind of like breaking down a little bit and kind of a good way, not, not necessarily like falling apart, but just tired as hell, you know, and I'm just going to have fun with it, do it. Just kind and, of exhaustion to the point where you're at, just like screw it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, and, and at that point, you know, I, I, if I'm going to be honest, like the, the, the other panel content there wasn't exactly great. Uh-huh. There were a couple other really good ones. Like there were a group that did like a like black representation anime that I caught a lot of that looked really interesting. Uh, one of the little bit I did see was really cool. One guy did one on like music of Toho games, which was, was not something I would expect to see. Uh, in, in my general experience, like the further south you go, like the further behind they are as far as like trends go when it's paneling goes. Okay. So you had a lot of your traditional like you know cosplay Q and A's, game show stuff. Which is interesting. I mean, they people showed up to those and they had fun, but more so like the area. What I, what I kind of do, like what, what we kind of do specifically, there really wasn't a whole lot of other stuff to you know to really match my work, and okay. not really so much like my ego talking. That's that's what people actually said to me several times over the commission, which that's I kind of get. Great to, that's great to hear. Yeah, yeah. So people were really excited for just for me to be there. They saw me last year as well, so. Uh, they sort of recognize me. But yeah, at that point, like knowing that I'm I'm kind of doing this stuff and there were a lot of people that were really interested in it. So in, in my case, like doing do, doing the whole Gainax panel, the tr- you know, with Studio Trigger, that's that's the fresh new thing and people really recognize all those shows. Now, that's one thing. But going back and talking about like Gainax stuff that could be a little more old school and even Ava, which depending on where you are is either just kind of like glossed over and, you know, whatever. People kind of stop caring about that. Or in this case, still really popular. Uh, yeah. You know, so we've got a lot of people show up to that. And you know, I was able to introduce people to some different production facts and show them some really cool stuff. Uh, I kind of cover the like the merchandising weirdness of Ava. So like there's <laughs> this really weird like horse race commercial that's got like like Ava shaped horses. Or rather the other way around, like horse shaped Ava's. Oh, and like God. the whole the whole Evangelion like uh, stick razor like cross crossover promotional deal with like Gendo shaving. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. So you will see some of them, like the merchandising stuff with the weirdness there and cover some stuff that I've just kind of discovered being a you know, nerd about this franchise. It was pretty cool. There was a really good reception there. And of course, like the whole nineties panel I do is people are going to show up to that because they, everybody loves like the nineties and nostalgia thing. Probably and most of the people attending the con are like, millennials oh yeah yeah for sure exactly and that one that, that one pretty much packed the room uh with that one i generally kind of go like you know with a lot of 90s anime panels they they kind of just be like all right here's dragon ball z everybody remember dragon ball z <laughs> cool here's your yuhaka show everybody remember yuhaka show and they just like go from anime to anime that everybody you know knows about of course because they was what everybody watched back on tsunami Right, right. They, there's not really much content there besides just, hey, remember these cool shows? So, remember berries. Yeah, so exactly. So, yeah, that. Go ahead. Yeah, that that sounds that sounds like it would probably be a very popular one, just because people will see like '90s and be like, hey, let's go nostalgia for an hour. Yeah, yeah. So in mind, like, I try to kind of break away from just doing nostalgia. Like, I try to at least talk about 
different aspects. So I, I talk about different formats. So we have tapes, of course. But then I talk about, you know, the, some of the magazines we had back then. I talk about the early internet and like Usenet and that, like the early like, super information, super highway paradigm. Uh, that was, you know, the whole buzzword back then. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, of course, transition over into like, you know, television and Toonami. And really with Toonami, since everyone already knows that, that crap, I tend to like focus on talking about the aesthetics. So like, it's not something you really think too much about until you do. Where you know the actual presentation of the promos between like the shows, the the commercials that were were really a, a cut above what they could have gotten away with, and that sheer amount of effort they put into like really making these things pop, really making them exciting for these kids or teenagers, was really what made Toonami really special and what really what stands out. You know, at the end of the day, so I really I really like talking about that and talking about the you know the music, the presentation, the aesthetics. And uh, it's always really fun to just, you know, people watch along with that and to see them sort of relive those 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 days of their youth. Yeah, I yeah, I loved your 90s panel at uh, HE and I think I saw you do it once before. Did you do it at AZ last year? I probably did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I saw it then as well. Cool. But. Yeah, one <laughs> one funny thing that I have a shirt that says this. That pretty much just sums up how people feel about the 90s is the 90s are all that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. A good one. Yeah. <laughs> the pun. The pun. And I, I love it. It's, it's so funny. But yeah. Um, did you see any people that we normally see around cons here, like any artists or just attendees that we randomly run into? Uh Artists generally not. Uh, I, I really didn't go in the dealer's room a whole lot. Uh, I skimmed the artist alley. I didn't see anybody I recognized except for you know the person I was rooming with, of course. Right. But there was a let's see here. They had a couple a couple new print artists. Uh, one artist that I I, you know, I I I just know back from from you know living in the area, living in Birmingham. Uh, Cold Paw Creative, really really cool posters. They do uh, generally this kind of like minimalist art style. Something that really looks like a good poster rather than just you know, a print of a character or whatever I, it's really hard for me to describe without thinking about it but yeah anybody listening curled paw creative uh if anybody plays any of the uh like star wars tabletop games like x-wing they also actually do these laser etched counters and stuff that uh like andrew and holly are really really cool and i in general i really like seeing their work when when they do kami or awa but uh other than that uh Let's see here. The dealers was pretty standard. I felt like it was a little bit smaller, but apparently they just spaced it out a little better, which made it look a little more spacious. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, the game room was basically just Tokyo Attack, and they had a couple uh, console setups for various fighting games. They had the Pachinko Fever guys that show oh, up, nice. some of the North Carolina show up as well, and they had their that really nice Cow- Cowboy Bebop machine. I assume they had like an entire wall lined with U-Beat as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was there was a whole, whole line of U-Beat. They had a, let's see. They had, the, of course, they had the, the, those those My My machines, the, the whole circular. The uh, new one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they had My My. Those, those are front and center. And I don't know, like, I don't know if they showed up to Ichi, but there was a couple guys there that were like really, really good at My My. So they had like bought gloves. They were they were ready for it, and just watching okay. these guys really go to town, uh, like ready, ready, ready for this game was it was definitely a sight, you know, for sure. 
they also brought some they i don't think they had an ichi they had a couple of these like gundam pods so like i played gundam versus and they had some gundam versus but these were different altogether. so like there was a line of people waiting and there were these four like like virtual like vr pods that were fully enclosed so i couldn't really get a good look inside but from what i did see it looks like there was just the inside was lined with screens so i guess it's kind of like simulating a inside of a gundam cockpit but outside they had a little kiosk that had a screen that would like is like spectator mode where it would go between different uh you know it would go between different players and it was just kind of like a free-for-all gundam match from what i could tell that's cool uh, yeah i would have i would i would have tried playing it but of course the line was way too long huh. But it looked, it looked really interesting. I'm hoping maybe they'll bring it back for maybe Ichi next year, or, or if they come to uh, what, what do they usually do? They usually I think they did Animazement at one point. Yeah, um, I don't really remember. The Animazement game rooms have been kind of lackluster the past couple years. Mm. But hopefully, if they fix it and they come, yeah, great. Yeah. But yeah, that's that sounds like you had quite a hell of a weekend. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It wasn't. It, it wasn't really because I didn't really know a lot of people there. I mean, I do my personal friends like from home and we got to catch up a little bit, but it wasn't right. a whole lot of panel stuff to go to. I wasn't really personally interested in the guests or any of the special events. Uh, yeah, I just kind of like high on the arcade most of the time, did all my panels and just kind of had a really low key time. But uh, for the, anybody interested in going, they one thing I do want to point out is that Comic Con's really big into presenting their show as a show in and of itself. So they have like every every year is a different like season. What they present is very much like an anime. So this year, like the whole shtick was like they like the they like the the main characters. They have uh, like I think Shio or Arkan or something like that. Like they're they're con mascot characters. But like went to space. So they actually have a couple <laughs> of the con staff cosplaying as their mascot characters, and they have these really cool like space admiral esque outfits. That's great. I wish more cons like, would do that. That sounds like a really Soul turtle was like like taking over and space invasion and and whatever. But they had this like collectible card game that they had at the commission. Huh. So when you get your badge, they give you a couple of these cards that look just like you're like a magic card or Yu Gi Oh card or something like that. And they had this station where you could trade these things. So I don't really know how it played. I, I wasn't really interested enough to even bother. I didn't even take any cards. But there was a huge trading like game going on the entire time, so that I noticed this like an idea. Yeah, yeah, it was it, it, people really enjoyed it and really had fun with it. I noticed that like when I went last year is I don't know what specific game they had, but I know that both last year and this year they had they have events like they had a dodgeball match in one of the like the like the side rooms. So they have things that are more you know fun rather than just being stuff that are geared towards specific fandom. So I, I really, even though they're not strong, it's not really my scene. I, I like the fact that they've got these things that could be fun for people who just go to the convention just for the sake of being social or having fun. Which is great, like, because it gets people out of the house and it, it cons, you have to make your own fun at cons. I've been saying yeah. that for years. Like, yeah. if you're complaining that a con is boring, I have not had a boring con since I really started going to cons again, which was like Triad two years ago. Because... Right. I always find something fun to do or I just act like a goofball for a couple hours and I have fun doing that. So 
yeah, make your own fun. And like, it sounds like they actually did have a little something for everything, which uh, I can't really say that about too, too many cons anymore, actually, like having a trading card game or just the <laughs> the con attendees dressing up like their mascots. That's that's a really fun idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it it sounds like like you said, it sounds like um, it gave people stuff to do in like if there was like a lull moment, like they were like, oh, well, I don't really feel like going to the gaming room. It's too crowded or I've been in there for hours. I want to do something different. There's no panels I want to go to. Then what do you do? You go and do the card game. You go and interact and stuff like that, which a lot yeah. of other cons like Ichi, I couldn't um, I never really had much of a lull moment at Ichi because it's there's it's so much and it's in like such a small space that you're never yeah. going to get bored, especially considering we go as like a giant group. So in the downtime, you're usually hanging out with someone. But I noticed at AZ, uh, there's just too much downtime. There's too much nothing to yeah. do. AZ um, was a little too much this year. Like I got I was so exhausted by the end of it. But there's like. All I did pretty much was walked around the dealers and artist alley, which is both of them are fantastic. I have to say it has one of the best artist alleys ever. I was not expecting that because I was expecting something more on the size of Ichiban, which is a nice size. It's a decent size artist alley. But when I was out, I was like, now what do I do? Looks at the panelists. There's like next to nothing. Um, <clears throat> I will say the nice thing about AZ between its panels is it gives you more time. There's no panels are stacked on each other like triads and um, Ichis. You do have that time to set up and you're not rushed. And if you go over, you go over because someone's panel is not going to be usually right after yours. But it doesn't allow for too many panels because you have that set up time. So I was like usually thinking, oh, well, there's no panels right now that I want to go to. Oh, well, I guess we'll just yeah. sit. <laughs> Downsides of a big, big con, but yeah. So any uh, any closing thoughts, Tobias, about uh, Comic-Con? Uh, I mean, I had a lot of fun there. Uh, I'm going to try to go back next year, depending on the situation. Uh, if uh, they want to guest me, yeah, that'll pretty much guarantee me to be there. And I'm sure the attendees will have a lot of fun. But, you know, we'll see how things work out here overall. And uh, if nothing else, I, I don't. Wouldn't really mind going back and getting a another baker at Owls. Only the uh, Birmingham folks will really get that. But uh, yeah, enjoying like you know going back to the old places, seeing people, and just you know seeing how, how Birmingham has changed over the past few years. That's good. That's good. And uh, I'm glad you had a great weekend. I know we had a great weekend as well, even though ours was not nearly as long as yours. But nope, a lot less yeah. stressful. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I we we just had Ichi. I couldn't do another con that quickly after. Nope. so that's gonna wrap it up for us uh be on the lookout for our next episode which is going to be on devil man crybaby and uh from all of us here at third impact please take my wallet so i stop making poor financial decisions (laughs) 